running up the score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your hosts, Jerry Napoleonello and Kevin Donlin. All right, we are back for another week, another episode. I'm Jerry, he's Kevin. We're doing the damn thing here. We got week two in the books. Week three just started Thursday, and uh, it was a decent game. I mean, it was a rivalry game. Kind of expected what we saw. Uh, but there's more to it, and we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll start off, you know, with uh, a bunch of stuff because we got some release week uh, card stuff. We have fantasy football that we'll talk about. You know, maybe some uh, maybe some Madden thrown in there too. That we got we got an article that just came out that I want to talk about, and we got two guys in the MLB going for records here, or not records, but going for big. Um, accolades, I guess you could say, um, in terms of baseball and in terms of the hobby, we're going to talk about that, but let's start off because this has ramifications for every single thing that we talk about in terms of betting, in terms of hobby, definitely, especially hobby, uh, and you know, overall football, because this injury shocked, uh, shocked way through, you know, Brought some shockwaves through the NFL uh, and especially the NFC. Trey Lance getting hurt. Broken leg, broken ankle. Needed surgery. Out for the season. Now, we talked about this last week. I have money invested in Trey Lance and it sucks. What, What just happened, what we saw. Jimmy G came in, ended up bringing him to a dub. Um... So it's it's definitely uh, an interesting situation over there in San Francisco in terms of everything, hobby and football altogether. Because now it's like, God forbid Jimmy takes them back to the playoffs, takes them back to the NFC Championship. I mean, are you still is Trey Lance still your quarterback next season? You know, that's that's up in the air now, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, the tenure in San Fran could be uh, be over for Trey Lance, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, teams are always looking for a quarterback in this league, and I think there, you know, there'll be a lot of opportunities for Trey Lance as his career continues. And this doesn't really define every quarterback. You know, at some point, gets hurt. Even the best of the best, Tom Brady has gotten hurt at times. It, you know, it is what it is, and. If it's with, you know, a San Fran uniform or maybe another one of the 31 teams, then, you know, so be it. But I think there's still a possibility of him to be uh, a really good dual-threat quarterback, especially with the uh, rising success of, you know, someone like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and I really think it's the, the biggest problem, I guess, is just, you know, people that have invested in him. Because now if he's not on San Francisco next year, there's a high possibility that he's on a team that isn't as good as San Francisco's team is. So that has that, you know, that has, like I said, ramifications for people that invested in Trey Lance. And that's why I'm at the, that point where I'm like, I I mean, right now I I don't want to sell. I'm not selling. I'm holding. I'm going to see what happens. Uh, You know, we'll see what happens in the off season. If, and that's a big if. If it comes down to it, you know, and San Francisco says, all right, Trey Lance is our guy still, then everybody that invested him, you could probably sell pretty high going into next season. So my opinion, and it's going by experience as well uh, because I'm right in the thick of it when it comes to this, for people that invested in Trey Lance, I think you hold. I think you hold until preseason next season. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what team he goes to, if he goes anywhere, or if he stays in San Francisco, and if it's going to be his team next season. I mean, but even for the long run, I don't think he's a bad keep at all, even beyond just one year. 
you know, he could end up being a San Fran backup next year as well. And obviously, you know, pending an injury by Garoppolo or anything else of that nature, uh, there's so much that can happen in someone's career and someone can end up, you know, drafted in one place. And then if another place, you know, puts faith in him and he's able to find a way to move the football with that team, then it might take a couple of years. But again, it, this is how it works in the NFL. And, you know, only time will tell for Trey Lance, but I think he is a hold. And I think he's even a hold beyond the preseason of next year. I think he's just a hold in general until basically he sees the field again. We really truly haven't seen what he can do yet. Well, yeah, that, and that's the thing. Like I, I'm holding until I find out that he's starting. I, I mean, if they're going into next season and they say, all right, listen, this is, this is still Trey Lance's team. He will be the quarterback week one. Then that's when it's like, all right, to me, I'm selling. Uh, I'm selling at that point because, you know, at again, if if he does end up going to another team, uh, like I said, it's it's probably not going to be as good as San Francisco, and I think that's why his stock skyrocketed when it came to you know this guy because you know that team was an NFC Championship team. You know they they were they were there, and it's it's a big. It was a big difference when it came to quarterback this year with Trey Lance there. So, you know, I think that obviously, or no, I know that definitely had a lot of play into, you know, that whole situation and why his his cards skyrocketed. So, um, you know, I, I see, I like I said, I'm going to sell if he starts next season. If not, if he's the backup. Or if he goes anywhere else, I mean, if he goes anywhere else and he starts, then I'm selling too. But I'm holding right now. That's that's the the ultimate hold. Um, one guy that you're maybe not holding anymore, Joe Burrow. You know, are you selling Joe Burrow right now, especially with the trouble that they are in? I don't think so. I think there's plenty of time for this kid to go ahead and win a Super Bowl. And I think if uh, the time comes and he's able to win a Super Bowl, whether it's with Cincinnati or not, uh you're able to, you know, sell that card for maximum value. So I think right now he's more of a hold as well. I know they're struggling right now in Cincinnati, and there's a lot of contributing factors to that right now. We've seen him do it. Eventually it'll be his time to win a Super Bowl. I mean, even people last year thought that might have been a little bit too quick. But there was still obviously the possibility, and a lot of people thought they were going to come back this year with vengeance, and it's been a rough start for them. So they got to find ways. You know, that's on the coaching staff at that point. It's really not on Joe Burrow at all to change their ways there in Cincinnati and, you know, find ways to move the football better and find a way to win a game. And, you know, obviously taking on the Jets this week could help big time with that. But I really don't think Burrow is the right time to sell us right now. I think you're going to get the minimal value. Well, with Cincinnati, their issue last year, was offensive line. They go into the offseason, they sign a couple of guys, and they thought that they shored up that offensive line. That offensive mm-hmm. line is still bad. And, you know, the Cowboys feasted on it last week. The week before, the Steelers feasted on it. And that's the biggest issue. I mean, that that's it's coming back, you know, and I've heard it more than once throughout this week that Cincinnati is making Joe Burrow exactly like Andrew Luck. A guy that is going to try to do everything that he can in his power to get that team to win, but he's getting killed in the mix of that. And that's the issue. Yeah, there's no doubt he's definitely facing a... you know, so, but I mean, obviously, you give credit to that to the two teams they've played so far. Obviously, Pittsburgh and T.J. Watt before he got hurt, and then obviously Micah Parsons. We're all starting to realize what kind of player he is now, too. And now that we're, you know, if you want to mention cards, that's definitely a card you want to sell right now. Yeah, the value doesn't get it much higher than the way Micah Parsons is going right now. So I give it more credit to the defense on both those sides as opposed to uh, discredit to the offensive line of Cincinnati. I think we'll see a better. Uh, Stance this tweak against the New York Jets because, you know, why not? Mine as well against the New York Jets. So uh, the Jets have been able to get passed on and run on all, you know, all season long so far. So 
I think you'll see a change in Cincinnati this week. And if there isn't, then uh, there's definitely uh, time to worry over there because an 0-3 starter, including a loss to the Jets, is definitely not the way any Cincinnati fan in business this year. Yeah, and it's not the way to get back to a Super Bowl. Um, but perfect example. So in terms of the hobby, as of September 14th, so that was, uh, what, about 10 days ago, mm-hmm. um, Joe Burrow, his – 2019 Panini Select um, XRC, you know, as as we said a couple of weeks ago when Select came out, XRCs are the um, the rookie cards out of Select. It's one of the first rookie cards that you'll see. Usually, are redemptions. So that card, there, his Select XRC Auto went for thousand dollars seventy five cents. Uh, actually, no, ten seventy five basically. $1,075 and just sold the same day. Okay. And that was on the 13th. Okay. Kenny Pickett XRC who has not even started yet, who has not even started a game, never even saw any play in the NFL thus far sold for $1,025. So the difference between these two was $50. So that you could see right there that Joe Burrow is definitely down. Definitely down compared to, you know, obviously last season where, you know, the guy makes a Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's very interesting. And I guess in the same aspect, let's let's get into it. Uh, Pittsburgh, they played Thursday night. Okay. They lose to the Browns. Their offense is not looking good so far. Yes, they beat the Cincinnati in week one, but they're still not looking good. Is it time for Kenny Pickett? Because I said week three. Now, obviously, we're past week three in terms of uh, the Steelers, but I said week three is the time we see Kenny Pickett because I don't think Trubisky is going to be able to do, you know, it, it be able to bring this team to any kind of, you know, say a division win or whatever. Um, so, you know, what do you think? Do you think Kenny Pickett should be in? I mean, that's, I think it's an interesting situation. What's going on with Pittsburgh. Uh, I have no lack of faith in Mike Tomlin and the decisions he makes. Uh, but Kenny Pickett has shown some great things in the preseason. But again, this is preseason. We've always gone over this many times. Yeah. It's a lot different than uh, the regular games. And for Mike Tomlin, if he doesn't believe this kid is ready yet, then, that, you know, I I will definitely put his account into, you know, my decision even as, yeah. uh, you know, talking to you right now. Yeah. And Mike Tomlin's a very good head coach. Knows what he's doing over there. Yeah. I don't think they had I don't think they had any business being in these games with Cleveland, you know, Cincinnati. These these were games that they should have lost. They they almost beat Cleveland, uh, aside from a few plays here and there. Uh but I think that the time for Kenny Pickett will come this year. It's just gonna take a few more weeks. I'm pretty sure if they don't win that game against Cincinnati, uh you were probably spot on with that. And obviously that win against Cincinnati was Quite incredible. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people could agree with that. I think a lot of people uh, didn't win, didn't, you know, a lot of people lost money on that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, for Pittsburgh, I think going forward, I think it's like really just managing what you got and just try to find ways to win games. Mike Tomlin's a great head coach. They are going to win some games this year. And whether it's with Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, Trubisky has struggled in the early going of uh, the season. But, you know, obviously there's time for him to clean that up. But this is a good opportunity for Kenny Pickett to learn from this and know what not to do just as – and really how important that is to, you know, what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So it's – I think I'm going to just go with Tomlin's decision here. And, you know, I would say probably about seven or eight will be my prediction. Uh, (laughs) But it really just depends on that record. I mean, I think you would have been spot on again if they didn't beat Cincinnati uh, week one. Yeah. Um, So now – I guess we could stay in that game, really. Cleveland Browns, okay? Now I'm watching that game, and I, and what really stood out to me was Nick Chubb. Now I know, you know, you could say Amari Cooper as well. Nick Chubb is, I mean, I don't want to say that he's the best running back in the league, but I'll say he's 
at least number two behind Jonathan Taylor. And what he showed in that game was unbelievable. And then it's also like, all right, let's give Nick Chubb a breather and we'll put in Kareem Hunt, another who actually on any other team could be the starter and the workhorse. And you have right now Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, the two best, probably the the, the best tandem in the league right now. And they showed up last week or Thursday. I'll be honest. The one person I saw from Cleveland that showed me the most was probably uh, David Njoku. Uh, I thought he played really, really well. I thought he looked like a leader on that team, which is, you know, you didn't expect to see that out of Njoku. Yeah. You know, especially in the early going of his career, it seemed like uh, the captain level kind of went towards the quarterback. But I think he's. uh, Well, yeah, they had OJ Howard too, right? At that point. Yeah. When they. Yeah, he's been taking a significant. Yeah. uh, Increase. And his, you know, involvement in the offense, and a big reason is, you know, just his awareness. Yeah, I saw him correctly uh, placing other guys on the offense and where they needed to go. That, you know, that's important. You're getting that kind of uh, productivity from your tight end, and then obviously, you know, he showed off uh, in the game the other night against a tough Pittsburgh defense. You know, I know no T.J. Watt, but they're still a tough team over there in Pittsburgh, and yeah. uh, he found uh, plenty of soft spots and was able to make a couple of big plays and. You know, including a touchdown. So, uh, Najoku was really probably the one that impressed me the most. I mean, we know we have in Nick Chubb. We know we have in Kareem yeah. Hunt. You know, Cleveland knows. You know, they know they have a really dominant, you know. But if you get a tight end like that to complement the running game, as well as obviously Amari Cooper and what he was able to do as well. You know, Cleveland looks like they got a really good setup over there. And uh, Deshaun Watson comes back. This team could be really, really good. But I'll tell you, you know, Jacoby Brissett, you know, he, you know, he's got a great situation, and he's making the best of it. Uh, you know, I see the second coming of uh, just a guy who's going to be floating around the league a lot because obviously it says uh, Deshaun Watson all over the uh, Cleveland Browns based yeah. on the money he's making. But Brissett, with the opportunity, he's gotten to show something. And uh, obviously Cleveland's going to have even some more value there unless they decide to, uh, you know, dump him off at a later date. But Brissett has shown me that uh, he can get it done in this league if uh, he's surrounded with the right personnel. Yeah, and you know what? I was thinking because this team this team could be dangerous. If they like stayed the pack all the way up until week 11 and then they get Deshaun Watson, this team could make noise. You know, th- this is this is a very solid offense and you add a guy like Deshaun Watson, which again, we don't know what we're going to get from Deshaun Watson because it's been what a year and a half since we've seen him last play a game. So you never know. You never know that there's obviously there's going to be rust. There's going to be, you know, and it's not even you don't even really worry about the physical part of it when it comes to Deshaun Watson because he still is young. But I feel like what you're really worried about or you're, you know, questioning is just the mental portion of the game for Deshaun Watson. So that will be. But again, if he comes in week 11 or week 12, whenever he can actually play. He comes in and actually shows out. This team can definitely make noise as long as they stay the pack and, you know, at least try for a wild card. Because I don't think anybody's really going to win that division other than Baltimore. But, you know, it's they, they showed out and uh, they played well against a division foe. Uh, and, you know, this is a... This is it when, it when it comes to the... You know, Jacoby Brissett just needs to, again, stay the pack. And uh, you know they could they can make noise. Um, a team that's making so. noise, at least through one week, without their quarterback. How about America's team? How about them Dallas Cowboys pulling off the dub against Cincinnati? I know we touched on it a little bit when we were talking about Cincinnati, but listen, Cooper Rush stays the pack, and, and again another quarterback, a backup quarterback that's just got to stay the pack. Play 500 football. Get Dak Prescott back. And, again, this team is what it is. Their defense is solid. They're going to turn. They're gonna, they're gonna get turnovers. They're going to get to the quarterback with Micah Parsons. They're going to keep them in the game. Offense just has to do what they did against Cincinnati. And that was run the football. It is a it's such a difference when you have Zeke and you have Tony Pollard 
running the ball well. I mean, it takes so much pressure off. And again, like, you know, I, I saw it. Um, I think it was, was it Dan Orlovsky or it was one of the, the reporters, um, one of the analysts saying that the person that Dak Prescott has to watch is Cooper Rush and how he ran that offense. But I, and then, uh, oh, actually it was Steve Young. It was Steve Young that said it. And then RG3 <laughs> said no. And I agree with RG3. He said, it's not Dak Prescott watching Cooper Rush. It's Kellen Moore watching the tape and sh- looking at how he ran that offense. And he has to do the same when Dak comes back in. Because Kellen Moore called a way different game on offense than he would have with Dak Prescott in. And I mean, that's a testament to to Dak because he feels like he could do much more at the quarterback position than Cooper Rush can. But still, that's how you should run an offense. Run the ball. Open up the play action because they're a very big play action team. Open up the play action. Let Dak Prescott roll out. There's just a lot of things that they just weren't, you know, towards the end of the season last year and the beginning of the season this year with Dak. There's a lot, a lot of big differences. I heard the weirdest bird in the background. (laughs) No, I'm I'm just messing around. But no, I honestly, uh, Dallas impressed me in week two. Obviously, in week one, there was a struggle. But I think that was a struggle on majority of the team. I don't think it really was just leaned on one thing. I think their defense still played pretty solid. But, uh, you know, when push came to shove, uh, you know, Dallas just found a way to lose that game. But. You know, week two is a completely different story. I think Cooper Rush played really, really well. Uh, I probably give this win more credit to uh, the defense on the basis that, you know, that Cincinnati offense, you know, from what we saw last year and maybe not so much. I mean, even week one, you know, in the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. Uh, TJ Watt was, you know, obviously out of the game at that point. But nonetheless, uh, this team's having a hard time protecting the quarterback, you know, but obviously they've played some really good pass rushes. Micah Parsons was everywhere in that game, played a great game, uh, probably the MVP of the game, no doubt. Definitely. You know, their, their corners played really, really well, uh, you know, holding uh, their big-time receivers for the most part. Yeah, Jamar Chase, I think, you know, had two very, catches. Very, very, very impressive <laughs> from the Dallas defense. If their defense continues to play like this, it's really not going to matter uh, who plays a quarterback yeah. for the Dallas exactly. Cowboys, whether it's Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott. You'll have the same likelihood of winning a game. They just got to force turnovers the way they did against Cincinnati. I mean, getting those turnovers early on in the game. And, you know, we talk about the play calling of Kellen Moore. It, it – based on the way a game is going is how you're going to call a game. And yeah. if you know, you're getting turnovers early from your defense, you know, you're not going to come out firing because you really don't want to see that offense come back onto the field <laughs> so quickly. So the mindset is hundred percent to run the football, give your defense a rest. You know, there's so much can happen when you run the football. Well, and I think Kellen Moore and his play calling even last week or two weeks ago, I should say, was basically a basis of, you know, them having a hard time doing things and they had to come from behind and, try to find a way to get quick scores. And when you're trying to rush offense in the NFL, it's never going to go well. It yeah. just isn't. You know, you you know, you know, got some teams that can play with high tempo, which is nice. Uh, they obviously have practiced that, you know, and got ready for a drive like that uh, during the week. Yeah. But it's not really the ideal thing. You know, you're more likely to turn a ball over. You're more likely to get a miscommunication. And, you know, bad things can happen when there's miscommunication, especially in the NFL and these defensive players and uh, being as as aware as they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now when we're looking at some other teams, <clears throat> we had that Eagles-Vikings game. And to me, I don't know, like, I mean, obviously the Eagles played very well. Yeah, but, they're going to win but, the division. But – Are the Eagles that good, or is it the Vikings that are that bad? I think it's the Eagles that are that good. I think that's uh, no doubt. I'm 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 really impressed with what I've seen from Jalen Hurts in the early going. You know, last week's game he played out, you know, fantastic. You know, a fantastic game. He has completely turned it around from last year, and I, I mean, no one hated Jalen Hurts more than me. I, that but this I know. kid has just been. Uh, you know, and I, I always saw him, you know, as a good fantasy quarterback, but not really as a good game manager. Yeah. 
man. He's done a great job the first two weeks, but the season's still young. There's obviously uh, more season to happen and more things to happen. But if Philly's going to continue to win football games, Jalen Hurts is going to have to continue to play the level he's been playing at, which has been absolutely amazing in the very early going. And honestly, yeah. quite shockingly to me, I did not expect him to come out of the gate uh, being this successful, you know, this early on. I mean, he's got a lot of weapons. He's got a lot. There's no doubt. There's no. Uh, there's no secret. His offensive line is the best in the league, or one of the best in the league. So, when you have one of the best offensive lines, you know you expect to see really good quarterback play, which Jalen Hurts has shown. So, the struggles that he's shown have been in times where not everything was clicking on offense. But right now, the way they're blocking, the way they're running the football, there's plenty of room in that secondary at this point. And uh, Jalen Hurts is without a doubt, uh, you know, executing really, really well. But obviously, like I said, the season's still young. There's a lot of uh, things that can happen, a lot of, you know, injuries and et cetera. And, you know, just finding a way to continue to win games. And that's the kind of resiliency I'm going to have to see out of Jalen Hurts to uh, change my opinion about him. I'm still not very high on him. I still don't see a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I do see his card going up in value. There's no doubt about Big that. Time. So as we continue to move along, Jalen Hurts has shown and impressed very, 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 very well in this beginning of the season. But again, uh, there's plenty to go around. And obviously we'll see as the season continues. Uh, he's got a. Uh, Still a lot of games against a lot of tough division uh, rivals, including those Dallas Cowboys. We'll see when someone like Micah Parsons comes into town because right now Philly hasn't played anybody like that yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, and honestly, even the Giants defense, too. I could throw that in there, yeah. too. Their defense has shown me very, very impressive things. They have dealt with nothing but injuries. Again, these are good defenses in this division. I want to see how Jalen Hurts performs against them, and then uh, we'll have this conversation again. Yeah, definitely. Um, just in the uh... – in the process of looking up Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts' rookie card right now, <clears throat> and the value's got to skyrocket <clears throat> at this point. There's no reason why it shouldn't. Yeah, uh, let me see. So, so I mean, like it, right now, like raw, his um, his rookie prism, you know, base is going for like twenty dollars. So it's up. It definitely is up, uh, and all his cards are really up, you know. Especially after last week, he looked good uh, running the ball and passing. So you know, mm -hmm. it's the Eagles are definitely going to be a little force to to be reckoned with, and uh, I'm I'm excited for uh, the Cowboys Eagles matchups uh, the rest of the season. Titans are horrible, and we're not even going to get into it. Uh, Tannehill, I think, has got to go. I think Malik Willis should be the starter. Uh, just test it out. You might as well at this point. I, I just don't think that they're a good team. Uh, and then, you know, it doesn't help losing um, A.J. Brown, obviously, because A.J. Brown's now on the Eagles, and he's putting up a lot more points than you would think, uh, like he did with Tennessee. Like, he's putting a lot more, I guess, up in, in Philadelphia. But um, going from a very bad team, let's – well, again, like it goes right back to what I just said. I mean, Philly, there's no doubt Philly has one of the best offensive lines. And right now, one of the worst offensive lines in football right now are those Tennessee yeah. Titans. So it's really self-explanatory what's happening over there. It has nothing to do with Derrick Henry. It has nothing to do with Ryan Tannehill. That team needs to block better. They know it. They have great coaching. It, Tennessee just needs to block better with that front line. And I really I, I don't mean to put too much uh, emphasis on that, but it's without a doubt the truth in what's happening there so far. And how about the Bills? Bills. Well, the Bills. Uh, Bills are just doing a great job. Yeah. I, 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 I'll be honest; they're one of the scariest teams in the NFL right now. Uh, there's really just, I can't stress it enough. They are a complete team. They have everything they need. Yep. That that defense is very, very scary over there, and their offense is even scarier. So, it's going to be uh, a really nice ride for the Buffalo Bills. They just got to find a way to continue to stay healthy, continue to find a way to win football games, and. You know, have fun doing it because it really looks like they're having a great time over there. Yeah, that team, uh, that team's scary. That that team is very scary, and I, I mean, which is crazy because this just came out yes <clears throat> yesterday that the the line for that Chargers game went from seven down to like four or three. So the question is if. Justin Herbert is actually healthy enough to, you know, possibly play or even play good. So, like, you know, when you're – before the season we were going into, you were like, all right, the Bills are going to be there, the Chiefs are going to be there, and the Chargers are that team that we're like, 
that team's got to be there. I mean, this the offense, Justin Herbert, we're, we're expecting an MVP-type season from Justin Herbert. We think he's going to, you know, really put a full season together. And now with his injury, that kind of puts a damper on, you know, now it kind of just looks like, and, and I mean, it's still early. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to overreact because that's what we do in the beginning of the season. But I, I think this is a, this is a, two horse you know two-headed horse uh in the AFC and I, I think I think the Bills have you know taken that spot over the Chiefs but although, although I don't want to be like the rest of the the people you know putting a, a damper on on Pat Mahomes because Pat Mahomes is still putting up numbers still looks ridiculous the Chiefs still look ridiculous even without Tyreek I, I mean I just I just feel like with the Bills, the defense, the offense, everything that ju- that team is just clicking on all cylinders. They they just look ridiculous on the field. Um so I'm excited, you know, and I don't want to really step forward too far, but I'm excited for the playoffs when it comes to the Chiefs and the Bills again. I mean, we we had one of the best games last year in the playoffs between these two teams. I am so excited for this year. Um, but I guess, yeah, I'm not, know. yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, in that whole perspective, I think the chiefs probably have an easier opportunity to win their division yeah. yes, than absolutely. I even think the Buffalo bills do at this rate, because the way I saw Miami play the other day against a Baltimore defense, that is very scary. Uh, was really intimidating. I think it Miami's was. offense is very, very good. I think it could stick with toe to toe with Josh Allen. The defense did a great job at stopping uh, new England in week one, probably not so much Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson is not easy to stop. No. You know, there's no doubt that uh, Miami played a great job, did a great job, a great comeback, an incredible win, definitely a morale booster. Oh, yeah. Uh, and right now Miami's got to think just as highly as the, you know, Buffalo Bills this early on in the season. 2-0, and two impressive wins, a Belichick win already. It's really not an easy thing to do. You know, Buffalo, you know, nearly lost a game, I think, to uh, New England when they didn't even pass the ball once. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it just shows what kind of uh, competition level they're playing at yet so far early. But I think, uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs have an easier road at this point, especially with uh, Herbert going down with an injury, because that uh, that definitely could put you know a slowdown uh, to the Chargers' season. But you know, Chargers are all in two; they're taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll be honest; that even if Justin Herbert doesn't play this game, I, you know, I think the Chargers' defense is still uh, much better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Indianapolis Colts do not have any kind of rhythm right now no. this early on in the year. I think Matt Ryan is struggling big time for them. It really isn't about protection. I think the protection has been there for him. He's just not finding open receivers. Didn't have any receivers last week against Jacksonville. It's not easy to win when you don't have your first and second receiver. I, I even with I, I don't understand the line move at this point. Even with the charges, you know, if they you know don't even have Herbert or a hurt Herbert, a limited Herbert, you know that defense over there is still really really good. It's definitely yeah. not. I'm definitely not taking the Jacksonville Jaguars in that game at any point. Well, yeah, it's it's down to three and a half now. So it started. I even it, touched it at seven. It started this. You know, it did start at seven. So yeah, um, again, not knowing the unpredictability of it is yeah. uh, definitely an alarming state. But just the Chargers' defense is still a very good defense. Could make it a competitive game, nonetheless. Yeah. So uh, you know, like we were saying, the the uh, Dolphins' offense is scary. I, I think you know we were talking earlier about Chubb and Kareem Hunt being the best tandem at running back. I think they might have the best tandem at wide receiver in terms of Jalen Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Um, but let's get into some sports cards. Let's get into the hobby. We got we got some upcoming releases. We got a 2021, 2022 Panini Don Russ Optic Fast Break on September 28th at three hundred dollars. That box, I you know, I've been looking on websites and I really don't know exactly what's coming because they they're not showing what's coming in the box. But it just seems as though it's just a uh, a lesser, uh, I maybe a H two type box, uh, when it comes to optic. Um, but then we got the 2022 Panini Elements Football September 28th as well. Now that is interesting. That one is coming five cards per pack, one pack per box, twelve boxes per case. You get a one base or rookie metal card, one base or rookie metal parallel. One on-card metal autograph, one additional auto, and one memorabilia card. 
So for the price of $300, again, you know, this is where, you know, we're talking about if this was last year, this box would be $600, $700. Now, because of the unpredictability of this newest draft class, you know, it's, it's low in price. But this is like the perfect time to get into these boxes now because when they first come out, they're at a low price. You pull it, you know, out of 10, Kenny Pickett auto. You know, and Elements, they, they're they in their NFL unis. So that's a big plus as well. You know, when it comes to the signatures, you have solar signatures. You have a hydrogen one of one. You have a proton patch autographs, hydrogen one of one. Um, so these are, you know, these are big, you know, you get these hydrogen ones of, uh, Malik Willis possibly, you know, because who knows, he might be starting at some point this season. Uh, and you got a Kenny Pickett who will be starting at some point in this season. (laughs) He will. So when he comes up, you dump Kenny Pickett cards, you dump them so quick. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's elements we have, um, also coming on the 28th, we have Panini Immaculate Collegiate Football. I know you don't like much of the collegiate footballs, um, but this is immaculate. So this also still has the 2022 draft class in it. So Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, you know, Garrett Wilson, all of them. Uh, six cards per pack, one pack per box, five boxes per case. Um, you can find four autographs per box. So out of the six cards, you're getting four autographs. You get one memorabilia card per box, and you get one base or parallel per box as well. So some of these cards, I'm looking at uh, the sell sheet. Some of these cards are sick. They got this one, um, Immaculate Mo- uh, Monuments Platinum. Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Jamison Williams, and Tua, all on one card, all patch. That's a dope card. Um you know, there's guys like, you know, Patrick Mahomes has cards in here. You know, you have this one, uh, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, all autos, Immaculate Trios autographs. Um, you know, even Paint Manning has uh, some autos in here too. So that one's going at 650 You know, as, as crazy as it is, college, you know, football, you know, you'd think that they'd be low prices, but it's Immaculate. Immaculate goes for a high price. So even with a 2022 version of it, it's going for six fifty. Uh, we also have upper deck artifacts hockey. Um, there's not much. Uh, there, it, hockey's a little weird when it comes to um, you know the website on blowout. Uh, so there really does it really doesn't show you exactly what you're getting in it. Um, then you have uh, 2022 Leaf Flash football coming out on September 30th, the day after our birthday, going at hundred and twenty five dollars. You know, this is good for, you know, kids. You're getting uh, each case contains 12 boxes. Each box contains five autograph cards. So, you know, you're getting all these guys. They're obviously they're in their college uniforms. And it's not um, they, they don't they don't have the rights. So it's, you know, there's really nothing on their their uniforms. Um, so that's a damper on that. But then you have uh, Panini Prism, also another box that doesn't have the rights. But Panini like Prism puts out a good, well, they got good looking cards, and a lot of people like to you know go for Prism, although their their cuts haven't been well. Um, but in that box, you're getting 12 cards per pack, 12 packs per box, and 12 boxes per case. Three autographs, three silver prisms, th- four blue prisms, five red prisms, one hot box per case containing 24 exclusive parallels. That is going for $150. It's a nice nice price, nice box. Um, then we have also on the 30th, Panini Score football at $175. These cards look good. Um, you're getting 40 cards per pack, 10 packs per box. 12 boxes per case. So in this box break, now just listen to this. Four autographs, 90 rookies, 10 parallels, 36 inserts, one lenticulier. What the hell kind of word is that? 
insert per case, and two base slash rookie die cuts per case. You got a lot of cards in this. So, I mean, that's that's 400 cards that you're getting in this box at $175. Panini score. I mean, it's the, the value is really not there, but you know what? If you if you like this, if you want to, you know, uh, get into the hobby and you, you want it, you know, bolster up your your um, collection. This is a this is a good way to start it. Uh, and then we have 2022 Topps Pro Debut Baseball Hobby and Jumbo Boxes coming out on the 30th as well. $75 and $100. Um, so that's your releases. Let's get into uh, some things that happened in the hobby this past week. We had Topps Chrome come out. We were talking about how a lot of people were looking forward to that. Now the issue was that there was a, uh, a short print rookie issue there there was supposed to be an extra pack to this box and they didn't send them out with the boxes so the the price and you know people buying into them looking for certain cards there was no Julio Rodriguez there was no Bobby Witt uh Spencer Torkelson not there CJ Abrams not there Hunter Green nothing there so it caused an uproar and it's the uproar is warranted, um, but the the more we look into this, the, there's more of an issue here because now you're at the mercy. So now you go into a break, you buy it, tops Chrome, you dome it, or whatever it is. Now you have to go back to that 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 breaker, and you have to get that pack. Or if you got the Mariners, and you were supposed to, you were looking for a Julio Rodriguez. And a Julio Rodriguez comes out of that pack. You got to know that you're getting that Julio Rodriguez. So it's it's tough because you have Tops that's sending these packs out. Now, if you bought it straight from Tops, you're in the clear because Tops will just send you that pack. But now you start to get into distribution. You go if you got it from a, di- uh, a distributor. Now you got to go to that distributor. That distributor's got to get you a pack. You got it from a breaker. That breaker has to get you that pack. And I can tell you right now, I can guarantee that some people bought this box from a breaker, and that breaker will not give them that pack. So it's got it's it's fishy here. It, it's it's definitely um, a problem. Uh, but I'm hoping that everybody gets what they deserve, what they paid for, uh, and that's that's that. But Aaron Judge's stock is up. Albert Pujols' stock is up. Obviously, for clear reasons. Last night, Albert Pujols hit 699, hit 700. His cards, way up. Aaron Judge, one away from 61, tying the record. Two away from breaking the record in the American League. His stock is way up. And I can tell you right now... um, how much it really is up if we're looking at so we got the two so actually b- between Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge this was as of four days ago Pujols was up 54% on his 2001 tops um, traded Albert Pujols mint nine and then you have 2013 Bowman Chrome Aaron Judge draft picks and prospects gem mint 10 that's up 145%. And then Judge himself overall, he has the 2017 Tops Heritage, his rookie 10, going for $3,000, up 435%. And then you have the 2016 Bowman's Best Aaron Judge Auto at a 10, 15000 and... That's up 3,816%. That's insane. That's, that's insane. Well, that's what happens when you start doing, you no know, incredible things. I mean, you're, he's breaking a trademark right now. Yeah. And, you know, in a tra- he's breaking a, a, a record mark. So when, when you get to points like this, you know, these guys' value are going to skyrocket based on what they're doing on the field. I mean, you know, we talk about Patrick Mahomes and the value of his card. Yeah, of course it doesn't go down. He's playing really well. When this guy starts breaking, you know, all-time, you know, passing people on all-time lists and stuff, 
you know, considering he had 50 touchdowns his rookie year, he'll yeah. probably be up there. And the same thing can go for Aaron Judge, 50 home runs in his rookie year. Yeah. I mean, these are absurd numbers from both of these kind of guys. So they get these guys two rookie cards would just be unheard of on the amount of money that you can make off it, especially even if you have an unopened box from that particular year. Oh, I know. Uh, so let's get into some Madden talk. We had our releases this week. Team of the week, 90 overall Jordan Whitehead, 90 overall Tua, 90 overall Chad Johnson, and 90 over, overall DeMarcus Ware. Then we had AKA players, so that's guys that just had nicknames. 90 overall, Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode. 90 overall, Reggie White, Minister of Defense. 90 overall, I think his first name is Charles Lane, and it's Night Train Lane. 90 overall, Cam Chancellor, Bam Bam Cam. 90 overall, Mike Ditka, Iron Mike. And then you got a 90 overall, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitz Fitzmagic. And that is the best uh, picture for a card that I've seen so far in Madden in the, the times that I've been playing Mutt. Uh, Gridiron Guardians just came out as well. 91 overall Charles Woodson. Nine, uh, 91 overall Charles Woodson. 91 overall Justin Herbert. And a 91 overall Jeffrey Simmons. Also with an 88 overall Justin Fields. And then our legends that came out today. 91 overall Ladanian Tomlinson. And 91 overall Seth Joyner. And a 91 overall Forrest Gregg. Thus far, as of yesterday, top theme teams... Raiders have an overall of 86. Rams have an overall of 86. Titans have an overall of 86. Patriots have an overall of 86. And the Bills as well. So that uh, that solves that. Let's get into... Um, well, first of all, have you gotten any of these guys? And have you played any of these guys? Because... No, and that's going to go right back to what I want to talk about next with Madden. I think Madden's got to get their uh, act together. I think we had uh, spoken briefly about this. Um, top of the, you know, before we a couple of the top influencers for Madden are on like a strike in return in uh, regards to uh, opening packs. Yeah, <clears throat> this is because someone like me who's at level fifty is putting a team on the field and. You know, my team is, you know, there are other teams better than me. Every oh, team yeah, I'm playing absolutely. in the champions level, every other team I'm playing in the season mode, these guys are filled with 90s. And obviously the only way to get these kind of guys is to put money out front. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible investment to these kids. Um, I say kids because there's just no way uh, a grown adult would make a responsibility. I mean, these cards shared zero value Yeah. as soon as the game is moves on to the next year. So there's really no reason to ever invest money into paying for a card on this particular mode. Now we talk about, you know, sports cards and the values that they hold as years go on, you know, rookie cards and everything else. You know, you go ahead and buy a, a 95 overall Tom Brady this year, or for example, you bought a 95 overall Tom Brady last year that might've cost a child or, you know, I mean, an irresponsible adult, yeah. you know, a, you know, we're talking a hundred dollars for something like that. And here we are now. And that Tom Brady card is completely worthless. Yeah. I mean, not only is there even, there's not even an option to trade in these kind of cards for the new year of Madden to get any kind of, you know, value that would from, be cool. you know, money that you just spent, you know, it's real, you know, MLB, the show, you know, I'll compare the two games right now. You know, MLB, the show, you were able to get every player. Yeah. And as you played, you got more and more packs. And I was able to I was able to get every player in Major League Baseball yeah. in that game. Not every card, because obviously, the, you know, you can't get every card. We're talking legends and everything else. But I was able to get every card of every player that plays in Major League Baseball. Yeah. That's a lot more than everybody that plays in the National Football League. And. There's not even a question of it. I mean, Madden does this thing called the most feared come Halloween season. And now you got these kids buying because, of course, with most feared will come like a 93. And we're talking 93 overall. Yeah. Now, you know, there's going to be a 95 coming of, the, yeah, of a of different course. position or maybe even the same player. Yeah. You know, MLB, every time Judge hits a home run, his the value of his card would, would, would vary. It, they would make updates every yeah. week. And put guys up, down, and I'll tell you, MLB's uh, simulator for that was not an easy task. One good week wasn't going to make a player a 99 overall. Yeah. You know, Aaron Judge has been doing it for over two, three years now. Yeah. 
there's an understanding as to where he is, where he is. You know, yeah. guys like Bryce Harper, you have a bad month, and Bryce Harper was going from, you know, a 93, 94 down to like an 87. Yeah. I watched it happen. You know, they don't do that in Madden. You know, you, you get, you're going to get a Travis Kelsey 88 overall, and they're going to come out with another Travis Kelsey, probably most feared. Yeah. I don't know where their basis comes from, what players they choose on all these different modes. Yeah. Like you're talking gridiron, right? You would, you went into all yeah, these different had, legends, yep. of course. Oh, cool. 91 overall LaDainian Tomlinson. There'll probably be a 95 overall Jamal Charles within the next month or so. And yep. your 91 LaDainian Tomlinson that you just took money out of your pocket for is completely worthless yeah. and don't tell me you're getting a ladanian tomlinson by playing the game you could do every challenge trust me i've done every challenge at times it gets you nowhere it'll get you maybe one of those guys maybe one yeah and that's a strong maybe mlb was not like that i mean i'm on level 50 and i would show you my team and you would you know there are guys that are on level 12 that have better teams than me because of the money spent yeah and it's that's... been a constant problem that madden's had for a very long time a lot of people that i've known that i played the game for with a long time Everyone talks about the gameplay being a big issue. It's not the gameplay. I think the gameplay is probably better than it's ever been. Yeah. I don't think uh, the previous Maddens, it was whoever had the ball last, who had the, you know, figured they were going to win the game. And at this point, it's almost as if you want your defense on the field uh, come that last play of the game because you're probably more confident playing defense than definitely offense. So they've definitely uh, adjusted at balancing the game out. So anyone crying about that is just, you know, you, you, it's well, not it's, good. Yeah, I, you know, well, there's it's, really no other way to put it. They've balanced the game a lot. It's you know, not you every Xbox throw. One. What? You know, it's whoever's complaining is probably the people that have Xbox One because I'm one of them. Um, yeah, no, of course. I mean, you talk <laughs> about delays in the game and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, being at level 50 and, and watching kids at level 12, 13, 14, you know, with better teams, it, it's just one of those situations where, uh, well, that's, you know, obviously that Madden needs to fix that. And obviously the influencers know this. That's the thing. So basically this guy Zerkski um, or Zerk C. Uh, he's a Madden influencer. He tweeted out, retweet for awareness. Myself and other creators in the community have decided to go on a pack strike. With the massive issues going on in Madden 23, we need changes. Don't buy points. Here are the things we want to see changed. Join us to help make this happen. So the, the things that he said, better rerolls, um, better pack odds overall with bundles and toppers, $100 versions of promo bundles should be enough to complete a master slash full legend. Solos reward with a B&D champion fantasy pack or at least top set pieces that can be added into sets to help uh, no money spent players. <clears throat> so that's the thing. You know, I, I wouldn't mind it. Like, all right, listen, you have you have those $100 packs that you want to get. Now, you have a very high chance of getting someone good, but the chance is still not great, basically. So these people are having to spend a bunch of $100 bundles. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. These influencers don't have to spend anything on these. No, bags, they don't have to. No, it's an, understand it's an understanding where they're coming at with yeah. this game. I mean, it's been a constant reminder over the last two or three years. I mean, I know people that have just, you know, literally stopped playing the game on the basis that, you know, the game has become too money-dependent. Yeah. You know, the game's $60. You buy the game, you buy the game, that's it. I mean, you got a lot of these kids putting thousands. Oh, we're not yeah. talking hundreds. Yeah. We're not, And we're not talking influences either, where people are paying them. I was probably one of them. To, yeah, paying <laughs> them to open year. packs. Yeah, but I, you, you, you wind up spending thousands yeah. of dollars. And, it, you know, I understand where Madden's coming at. They're trying to maximize profits, but uh, it's become too, uh, it's well, become too imbalanced. And... Obviously, when you had a game like MLB that just came out and took over a lot of kids' summers, and now they go to Madden, and you know people are just coming out of nowhere. I spent no money in MLB, and I was able to have any team I wanted. Yeah. Now you go to Madden, and it's it's an uncertainty that yeah. you need to spend money if you want to have well, the most relevant players for the live moments, and you know to try to keep a good record uh, online, stuff like that. That's the that's the thing. Like you're, you have to like keep up, and you know playing. Each week, I mean, this is perfect example. Like, look at what we've been talking about these last three podcasts. We brought up the releases, and I mean, our first, the the first one three three weeks ago or whatever it was, we were talking about eighty sixes, eighty six overalls. We are now up to nineties. So, just because 
you know, that that's the thing. Like, you could be the best Madden player, and this is the issue that I have. You know, me and my buddy, we play Mutt. We play squads. We're, we're good. But the thing is, you just... It doesn't come down to if you're good. It's who has the better team, you know, and who spent the most money. And when you when you have guys like this, like, I mean, how am I going to have an 85 linebacker matching up against a guy like Dave Casper, who's a 90, 91 with an 89 speed, and my linebacker, who's an 85, has an 82 speed? How am I supposed to play any kind of defense? How am I supposed to play any kind of man defense with these guys? It just it doesn't happen. So it's that's the toughest part. Like if you're gonna have these these packs where you can buy, at least give you at least give the person a very, very high chance of you getting that top player in that pack. And that's that's my thing. Like, you know, I don't wanna spend a hundred dollars on a pack and you know, with the chance of getting uh, a 92 overall, and meanwhile the highest I get well, is a, a, an 89. And the I truth just is that Madden needs to be Madden needs to be more realistic with even like pricing and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, these cards share no value come Madden 2024, or even so the next. There's week. really there, <laughs> there's yeah even one week from yeah. that it really carries no value beyond the original purchase. So there's really no reason why the prices should be where they're at. Uh, you know, obviously, if these children want to, you know, spend money on this. It's it's crazy, but uh, you know, again, you do whatever you want out there. But again, these cards hold hold zero, zero value yeah. beyond this year. You know, it's a lot different with the sports cards that we talk about with the hobby, and you know, these cards share value as years go on and as players play good and not good. You know, managed to really take a uh, point of that. You know, I think value of certain cards, maybe certain uh, what do you call it, elite cards to uh, change value based on how uh, the performance of someone on a particular week, as opposed to coming out with a week five specialist player yeah. where you have to go out and get this person. And again, it just, it winds up just being more and more money. And I know money is obviously everything Madden's all about and it's understandable, but uh, there comes a, a line to be drawn and well, the thing obviously is your product, your product is good, but it's not great. It doesn't hold value beyond this year. Uh, that should be, there should be a recognition of that. And that's the thing, like, you're spending all this money on this game. And, you know, I know they've gotten a lot of my money, you know, and, I mean, how many people play this game? Like, the, you can't tell me that you can't fix some of these things, you know, with all the money that you get on a daily basis. Uh, you know, it's not just the $60 that you're getting for the game. You're getting constant money every week with all these releases. So that's mm -hmm. that's my thing. But... Let's get past that. Let's talk about some fantasy. You got some things to bring up for week yes. three in fantasy football. Uh, yeah, this week, uh, based on the matchups, obviously from what I've seen this week, there's been so much uh, weather uh, issues going on. Uh, you know, Everywhere I look, they're talking about potential rain, so definitely be aware of that tomorrow morning or Sunday morning, I should say. Uh, but the teams I'm liking more than anyone is probably Minnesota, Detroit, and Atlanta guys, I think um, you're looking at Minnesota and Detroit playing in a dome. Uh, neither defense has really shown me too much early on this year. Uh, I expect it to be an absolute shootout. Fire away on both quarterbacks. Fire away on a, both wide receivers. Uh, or every wide receiver. Uh, any tight ends, any running backs, uh, even all the way going up to Madison and uh, Jamal Williams as well. I think they're all safe plays. I think, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Atlanta is playing Seattle. Again, the weather there is uh, still an unpredictable situation. Uh, big fan of Cordell Patterson this week. Should have been a big fan of him on draft day. Should <laughs> Regretting that completely. Yeah. But he's definitely a must-play this week. I think he's going to get a good burn, a, a lot of good burn. And then, obviously, uh, Seattle's defense has been subpar at best so far. And, you know, so for quarterback, obviously, I'm going with Cousins. I think he's a safe play this week. Uh, wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to go most likely with Justin Jefferson. Obviously, a lot of people don't have Justin Jefferson, so a 100% start uh, in that game this week. Obviously, St. Brown the same. But I also think uh, this is a safe week for Thielen. I know Thielen started out pretty soft uh, numbers-wise. I think uh, a bounce-back game for him, or at least to get some uh, 
productivity, particularly a touchdown. It's not a bad bet this week. Uh, running back again, Cordell Patterson is the guy that I'm going with. Uh, Dalvin Cook I like a lot as well, and obviously DeAndre. So, again, I'm just really leaning on these teams. These are the teams of the guys that I really want to start this week. Uh, tight end, I'm going to go away from those teams, go with Dawson Knox. I think Miami and Buffalo is another game you guys want to really try to put anyone you have uh, going all the way to Mostert. Mostert, Edmonds, it does not matter. Start them both. Yeah. I'm not sure who the running back is in Buffalo at this point. I mean, you probably could put in James Cook, depending on how this game goes. And Buffalo's been crushing everyone so far. Yeah. Uh, Tua, Josh Allen, both safe plays. I think Gusecki's a bit, uh, not a bad play either this week. I think you can get your tight end filled in on both sides of the ball here. So that's another game that I'm definitely uh, eyeing on. Uh, when it comes to defense, good luck. It's based on matchups. A lot of tough matchups, obviously. Uh, Buffalo's been really good so far, their defense. But you know, it's a tough matchup it's against Miami. Uh, Tampa Bay taking on Green Bay. That could be a potential good play. And I, I guess Baltimore against New England would probably be my choice for uh, defense. So yeah. uh, those are my starts for this week. Uh, Going to be a tough one. Again, like I said, I, I, there should be uh, weather problems throughout the country tomorrow, including New York. Yeah. Uh, there's rain. There's wind. Uh, definitely be aware of it come Sunday morning and early Sunday afternoon to make sure you have the right guys in. I mean, my, my perception right now with – you know, the guys that I'm giving you is that the weather is going to be okay. It's a, a big reason why I'm a big fan of the Minnesota-Detroit being in a dome. Weather means nothing. Uh, but as far as uh, those other games, even Baltimore-New England, and I think it's Miami-Buffalo, just be aware of all weather implications because it looks like there's going to be a rain, uh, you know, throughout the country tomorrow. Absolutely. All right. So that is your fantasy news update. Uh, that will do it, really, for uh, for today. It's a good show. Um, next week Indeed. we'll be doing the same thing. We'll uh, see what else comes up, but that will do it. I'm Jerry. I'm Kevin. Be breezy. Be breezy. And it is all over. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on Sports Radio.